When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday, y'all. It is time for the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment streaming at MyTalk1071.com. My name is Holly. I'm filling in for Donnie, working the ones and twos here. Grimes is in for Julia, who's still out on the, the mountain range. That's right. Doing Great thing. to be here. And we have the lovely Lori Bergini Yay, here, who is, is in the captain's chair per usual. Per there she usual. is. And it's funny that you should say captain's chair, because I spent uh, an hour this morning watching the rest of the most... And I mean, Casey came running up the stairs. He's like, what's going on? Because he could hear me going, oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was like freaking out watching Capsize, Blood in the Water, original TV movie made by Discovery Channel for Shark Week. The first time in 31 years because they do recreations, which are kind of cheesy. But this was a movie movie. Based on a true story, Rem- terrifying. Remind everyone what who's in it because I think okay, this Josh is Josh Dumel looking like a snack and a half. <laughs> okay, did he have all his clothes on the whole time? Well, I mean, they are at sea. People do get wet, but it is nothing. There's, it's not that kind of eye candy because honestly, the adrenaline will. This is an instant classic, you guys. It can join the shallows. Of course, it's not in Jaws territory, but I mean, it it was really a good movie. And my guy from Pretty Little Liars, um, I think his name is Josh Close, maybe. Okay, he he was in it, and a couple other people. It was so good. I mean, but hmm. does he mention North Dakota? Because I think that's what we're all asking. No, no, this is like they spent some money on money on it. If you watch the trailer, they spent money on it. It was scary. What was the name of it again? It is called Capsize Blood in the Water. See what the audience rating is, Paul. It is Joshua Close. This has a 6.1 on the IMDb. It just aired the other night. Okay, so, um, but it's it was this 1980 true, stu- true story about this yacht called the Trashman. The, these guys, this cap- he was getting paid by this rich guy to sail his boat from... You know, uh, Florida up to Cape Cod or something like that. Like you think, oh, how many people have done that trip? Well, a storm happens. The guy who's supposed to be listening to the radio falls asleep. No. And what happens to the five people is on the edge of your seat. I mean, it was so exciting. Well, I, so if, if anyone missed it out there, if they yeah. weren't glued in, yeah. it will air again Wednesday night Good. at 12 a.m. Eastern, Thursday at 5, and Saturday at 1. So there's, 
you if you don't see it, you're going to miss out. If you don't I, set that I'm DVR telling you, now, it was really good because it was their first ever original right. movie. They spent money Mon- on it, and it's not a shark. Um, uh, Sharknado type. No, no, it's spoof. this true story, true story. about okay. what happened when their sailboat capsized in the tiger shark infested oh waters, and it was they were adrift for I don't know six days maybe, uh, and I'm just they were glad rag- getting work. And 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 then what happens to people and and just sort of like also how Lord of the Flies survival instinct mm-hmm. instinct kicks in and also don't ever drink salt water paul uh, holly if you're not. ever stranded at sea do you guys know that yes uh, I, I just i don't know a lot about my you'll hallucinate you'll hallucinate and go crazy well i knew that like if you drink yeah. salt water this made me think of unbroken just that idea of out in the water yes. not knowing what's going to happen oh my gosh anyway oh. i really liked it josh i'm proud of you i that was a good movie discovery two channel thumbs up for two thumbs up. yes <laughs> capsized blood in the water i mean all these people that are expressing like they can't believe that that there's a shark week this right. has been going on for Forever. over 30 years uh, yes people look forward to this yeah holly evangela i knew it was happening Lori. yeah all right, thank you. i knew about shark week i just haven't tuned in but yeah. now they're gonna replay this josh dumel movie you have no excuse every year <laughs> no they really will. They will. It, it was good and i don't know if you saw that show that movie adrift with shailene you know i missed it and i heard it was really good and and i like her and the and one of the women that was on this uh trashman she ended up writing like three different books about what they had to do to survive because they had nothing they had no water flares uh, all they had were the clothes that they had on and um Sharks are attracted to any kind of noise, and there was some person that was injured. I mean, it was just, it was very edge of your seat excitement. Do you think with all these viewings that you've been doing, you would survive out at sea? I, no, I, I mean, I would, uh, I would uh, really pray that the the tanker ship <laughs> off in the distance saw me. But no, it makes me not uh, even want to go on a yacht on a, any kind of sailing trip. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. I mean, do you guys want to go on a sailing trip? I think that sounds fun. I don't think I would do very well. I'd probably get bored. Yeah. But I did bring up that I wanted to go big fish fishing. I'm not a fisherman at all. It's called deep sea fishing, well, not is? big sea fishing. Obviously, Paul, you have researched yeah, this a lot. I'm not sure that you're the person. That, yeah. I'm not saying that I would yeah. have just be me. I need an expert to go with me. Yeah. But there's something alluring about that idea. Yeah. I mean, I can barely throw I don't know, Holly, how about you? Do you want us to go know. on a sailing trip? No, and... I mean, it's a romantic idea, but I'm going to just sit on the beach and open a can of Starkist tuna. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the Mediterranean, when you go on a cruise, like there's the chances of maybe storms or whatever, but this storm, like just, of course, they were on the Atlantic, even right. though they're within three miles of the coast. Three miles is a lot. But I would just get sick. Would you? I, yeah. I, every motion. T- the motion sickness... The yes. only time that I've gone out, I went on a big boat out in Hawaii, and it was just like, oh, yeah, green the whole Casey time. Casey and I took a, we were on a Mediterranean cruise, and our port was Naples, and we did mm. a day excursion. This is when we went with his dad to Capri, Ooh. and we took a, the hovercraft wasn't, the big hovercraft wasn't going, it was like a smaller ferry. Oh, 
And maybe, you know, like maybe a hundred people. And Casey and I are sitting next to these two little older Italian ladies. And the one lady, I mean, they were in their 80s. And the one lady could see Casey was just like kind of just turning green. And she gave him her fan. Oh, to fan himself because you know, like when you're sort of sick like that. And so, um, when I always say to him, I say, Oh, you know, it wasn't so bad, Capri. It was so beautiful there. And he goes, That I I can't, I gotta forget that trip there. (laughs) I've never been on a cruise. Oh, I would love to go on a cruise and I've never been. Yeah, that's a nice way of like seeing, Oh, where would I like to come back to and like a vacation? You know, that's really a nice way of figuring Mm -hmm. out what do you like, Western, Eastern Caribbean, or where would you like in the. Mediterranean, oh, I'd love to go back to Santorini. I don't need to go back uh, to Barcelona, you right. know, or whatever it I might be. I have been there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, it's yeah. just kind of fun. But anyway, that... that Shark Week. Capsize. Blood in the water. Way to go, <laughs> Josh Duhamel. All right, listen, when we come back... Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Paul. Thanks for filling thanks for in. Having me. Holly, you've just been over there all day long. I'm just camping out. Got some yeah. snacks, some electrolytes. I'm fine. Ooh. There you I'm go. Good. Oh, I'm real <laughs> sorry. I'm jealous of your snacks. I'm so sorry I missed Josh Dumel at Shark After Dark the other night. He was on live talking about his terrifying movie. <sighs> You should tweet him. What is that? The late night talk show thing on Shark Shark After? You know all the shows. You know Talking Dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All of that. So why not do it for? (laughs) Hey, you know. I I love it. I I love it. Rendered speechless. Okay, so uh, this morning GMA had Pitbull in the the park. Oh, do love him, and uh, he's just such good energy. I kind of love that about him. I he knows too. his brand. He, he knows does. his Latin flavor. And uh, so he just, you know, and it was packed. I mean, you know, it'll be packed in a couple of weeks for Taylor Swift, too. But pretty much whoever they get, seems like they try and get, they're not getting somebody who's only going to get 500 people. Right. You know, they're getting the big name. So Pitbull got a new song, everybody. Holly has it for us. Yeah. So this is called Three to Tango. Let me see what you guys think about right. this one. This is Pitbull. Classic Pitbull. This could have been the song of summer if they would have released it earlier. Getting hot for the summer, having fun, yeah. getting on the beach. I don't know. We can all... Uh, Holly's can, over there salsa I'm dancing. dancing. You're dancing, yeah. too. This, well, is yeah. a good, this is a good number. You can't not dance to Pitbull. Like you just, it's contractually obligated when you turn that song on that you got to do something. I know. My mom sends me a text. Pitbull's on GMA. You know, now she's an avid Pitbull fan since we saw her in, Ve- oh, saw him in Vegas. Yeah. And she's like, now I get it with all the ladies. You know, I mean, she liked him <laughs> from TV, but seen yes. him in person. So it's, it's different seeing people live. Yeah. I get a whole new respect when I see people live. All right. So that's the new Pitbull song, Three to Tango. And then Ariana Grande last night released a single called Boyfriend. And it's a collaboration with Social House, which. They've only been recording under that name for like a year, but um, Michael Foster and Scooty Anderson is mm. makes up Social House. But they did, they did a lot of songs on Thank You Next. They've collaborated collaborated with J Lo, and they're the opening act on her Sweetener tour. Okay, Social House. So this is a collab with them, and people are saying. The video is really fun. I haven't had a chance to check it. Did you? I did a little bit. It's fun. It's black and white. Yeah, the, right. the song is fun. So and, and, Okay, so here we go. Let's here listen. Go. I kind of like yes, it. I do too. I like I it. I can actually I understand gonna, the lyrics. I think uh, we're going to be hearing it for the rest of the summer. I think so too. I yeah. like it. It has an interesting, it has an interesting arrangement. 
Yeah. It's just, it has something to it that pop songs don't have a lot of. But in the addition of like their voices, the social house, uh, it kind of gives it a different flavor it's to like the song. It's like a duet, like they're both talking about yeah. it. Do you want to hear her tweet about it? Yeah. She's, this is how she describes it. While I feel like this song captures a common theme in the lives of so many people I know, people want to feel love but don't want to define their relationship and have trouble fully committing or trusting or allowing themselves to fully love someone even though they want to. She goes on and on about it. but Yeah, the old DTR, defining the relationship. Talk. So is this about Pete? <laughs> Who's this about? Pete Davidson, new guy. There's rumors about her and Jim Carrey. Well, she just filmed a tiny little part in okay. Kidding and posted right. a fangirling kind of a thing in So mm-hmm. there's nothing going on with her and Jim Carrey. Our little ponytailed uh, uh, singer extraordinaire is not going to be dating Jim Carrey. Well, no. No. I mean, I can't even see it. But I don't know. Maybe the song is about, you know. Yeah. I don't know who it is. I don't really care, I guess, who it's about. It's the metaphorical girlfriend and boyfriend. That's who it's about. Because that's what a lot of her songs are about, where it's just like, I don't need to necessarily be defined by a relationship. And she's 25, so of course that's it. Yeah. Do you think she's going to be stuck wearing that ponytail and that big sweater, sweatshirt dress and thigh-high boots when she's, you know, 50? Will she, like, is she going to get stuck in a rut or will she collaborate with some design or not a designer but a stylist who says you need to mix it up or will she stay sort of with this this is the look what do you think i think she needs a new look yeah she needs to freshen it up yeah holly what do you think i worry about her scalp you guys that is just so tight yes Maybe when she's down at home, it's in just a messy top knot and a real loose scrunchie. Yeah. Or it's just, do you it's think? It's all extensions. Yeah, I was going to say, does she just like take them out yeah. when she's not on tour and just it. has like a weird, shaggy, messy haircut? Oh, I'd kind of love to see her in like a. Uh, like a Jane Fonda clout shag, if I'm using Ooh. a bad, uh, old dated reference there. All. But just kind of a long shag. Or I think of uh, uh, Catherine. She was in Ray Donovan and the L word. I can't think of what her name is. She's the actress. She's real hot. I was going to say Deneuve, but that's not no, right. No, 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 no. She, she played uh, Ray Donovan's uh, um, kind of his investigator, the chick, mm. that woman. Anyway, like you a shag a like shag. that. Kind of like that. I don't know. I All like- I know is that Katie Holmes was in like one season of Ray Donovan. Yes, she was. And she had kind of a good, juicy role. Uh, she played this football. Catherine Menning. Catherine Menning, yeah. I love her hair. Oh, yeah. I, it's going to take a while for Ariana Grande to do that. Because even it. in the Givenchy ads that she's, she's doing, she's got the ponytail. That highly is like her profile yeah. in those pictures. She needs to grow. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Up from that. Well, like, do a whole new... Let's get away from the donut. Let's get away from Pete. Let's be a new Ariana Grande. Well, I think she is with all these songs. I mean, she's really... I mean, two albums back-to-back that are that's amazing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think... She's on my workout running list. I think she can just, you know, maybe but, just mix it up. Like, do the, you know, be high, that 60s sort of a look. You know, that, that Bridget Bardot. She's she, got that cute face that mm-hmm. she can really wear a lot of hair. She can wear pants when she feels like it. That's yeah, fine. I get it. Ventilation. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, by the way, in other music news, we're getting more uh, music from Prince. The Prince Estate. They're going to um, reissue. Uh, do we like this idea? I, yeah, we do. Like okay. the. I mean, if we didn't like, if Prince didn't like it, he should have left a damn well. Mm. True. Yeah. Mm. I just I, sometimes think cash cow or like no, family they have cash. Taxes in. to pay. I know. He has like a two hundred and fifty million dollar tax bill. People love that originals. Mm. That CD the of Prince singing his own songs that he wrote and let right. other people yeah. record. So um anyway, um it's gonna be emancipation, chaos and disorder, and then a rare cassette only uh CD called Versace Experience Prelude to Gold. Ooh. Ooh. So those number are number gonna... two, I'm assuming. Prelude to the number two gold. Yes. And uh so that comes out on uh, September thirteenth. So anyway, that's good news for Prince fans oh. who want more music. And I love that Bruce Springsteen's son got on at the fire department in New Jersey. Yay! Yay! <laughs> The Jersey City Fire Department. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Sean Mendez. Love some Sean Mendez. What's happening with Shamila? Have they been kissing in the ocean or a pool or anything? We haven't seen him for a couple days. I don't think fake. any it's tongue fake. exchanges have been happening yeah. in public view. Yeah, I don't know, Paul. Or in I don't private believe view. That. Those are not happening either. I don't believe that it's fake. I am. I am. Uh, I am not a cynic. I <laughs> don't. Defender of love. I'm the defender of love That's because great. they would have had to start setting this up the friend zone started five years ago when she oh, called five him years ago johnny boy in um, september of 2014 this is a long play mm-hmm. it's classic millennials started out as friends they were following each other on social media yeah, they were liking things liking things keep the love alive Lori. I know, keep Shamilla, it alive make it insta Girl. official okay so <laughs> we learned earlier this week that um a jury came back with a verdict in the Katy Perry copy infringement case involving her song Dark Horse. We will let the Today Show uh, sum up what happened and what's going to be happening because the judges ruled on how much money uh, they got to pay out. This dark horse was apparently stolen, and it's going to cost Katy Perry. On Thursday, a Los Angeles jury decided the pop star, her label, and five song collaborators should have to pay $2.78 million in damages, with Perry responsible for $550,000 of that for copyright infringement. The jury earlier this week found Perry and her team guilty of unlawfully copying this 2008 song, Joyful Noise, by Christian rapper Marcus Gray. Victory and faith. 
Perry's Grammy-nominated Dark Horse was the pop anthem of 2013, selling more than 13 million copies and brought in some $40 million in profits. Whoa. We just want to say thank you so much. We put a lot of time and effort and hard work into this song. Gray, who goes by the stage name Flame, claims Perry and her team stole the riff and beat from his song. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is a clear case. Clear. It's clear like Blurred Lines was clear. Right. That one. And this isn't even a good song. Like, no, I, it, it was one of... I hated this song. Every time it comes on, I'm like reaching we to turn the We liked the video because it was kind of a cool video and that made you like the song a tiny bit more. And it was like more. darker, for, like literally darker for her than her other like firework. And Yeah. Anyway, but when Ugh. you saw this side by side and this joyful noise, the uh, Christian rapper, he... um. He he wanted more money because I mean, talk about a cash cow. Dark Horse earned forty one million for Capitol Records. Oh. Uh, they made the most money. They made thirty one million. Um, and Katie made three point two million, but she had eight hundred thousand in costs associated with the song. Studio time. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so let's play the next part about what everybody has to pay. Yeah, and also, this clip starts with the side-to-side comparison, in case you haven't heard that one song, and then Katy Perry's Dark Horse. Listen now to Gray's Joyful Noise. You know what it is. I love it. And here is Perry's Dark Horse. Gray's attorney tells ABC News his clients feel vindicated. They felt that they had been wronged, that something of value had been taken without their permission, and they wanted justice, and they feel that they've received justice. But the writers of Dark Horse call the verdict a travesty of justice, telling ABC News there is no infringement. The only thing in common is unprotectable expression. We will continue to fight at all appropriate levels to rectify the injustice. Perry is just the latest celebrity to be found guilty of copyright infringement. Robin Thicke and Pharrell's smash hit Blurred Lines spent 10 weeks at number one on the charts in 2013, but two years later, a federal appeals court ruled that the single illegally copied from Marvin Gaye's got to give it up. So Katie has to pay $550,000 to uh, Mm -hmm. this guy, and then the rest of the... uh, um, Capital Records owes $1.3 million. Yeah, well, the total thing is two point seven eight mm. is what he is getting. Okay, this guy is getting. I mean, it's that's probably nothing to Katy Perry, but she should add a little penance to those pennies because she's still fighting with the nuns about the <laughs> convent, and mm. now they've ripped off a song from a Christian rapper. I mean, Katy, 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 Katy. So, anyway, I feel like they kind of got off easy, though. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's yeah, five hundred thousand. It's not going to teach her anything. No, and I, you know, and I feel like Dr. Luke is the one who found that. Probably found the bee, did all that. Katy Perry, I don't know how much Katy Perry is involved with the actual songwriting. Well, if, five, if it's five in five songwriting credits well, on the song. Yeah, so well, that's what I mean, where it's like, word. well, mm-hmm. and sometimes music artists, yeah, they'll change a word in order to get their name on the songwriting credit so that they can get the royalties right. to it. It's all negotiated and part of their deals. Anyway, oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for, for flame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he must've been pretty, Damn excited uh, that he was going to get that uh, $2.78 million for his troubles. I mean, that's a long time to sit and listen to your song, your beat, 
And I know that there's the argument, uh, and I believe Kelly Clarkson, a few years ago when Rolling Stone asked her if she thought one of her songs or a song she sang but did not write had lifted some chords from Jimmy World. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, there are only so many chords. But I don't buy that when it's like... When it's like this and you like, yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's an argument that more people are going to be making, but I don't like it when, you know, like a producer can go surfing through the internet and come up with something. And Do then you feel they like just we go, just hear sampling more and more these days? No, every song? I mean, I don't know about that. I think producers go and are looking for that and like... You know, they're kind of looking for inspiration and different. And then something gets stuck And they in might your head find and... something that they want to sample and they go about it the right way. And Well, yeah, because sampling's been happening for, for decades. Yeah. And so you give credit where credit's due if it, you're using the sample. Like, would this guy have gotten this much money? He probably would have gotten more. If, if his he... name was on the songwriting yeah. credit, if they were like, okay, you know what? We're inspired by this guy's beat. Yeah. He would have been making millions of dollars. Oh, so they got so, off easy. Totally. Yeah, I hope they're not going to fight him. Could I think it's. Dumb I think it's dumb. I mean, I think it's a done deal. This thing. I think they don't usually go back from that. But anyway, um, I think she needs a few years off. She, Katie, her well, last album bombed. Didn't it was it? terrible. Right. Yeah, it wasn't good. I don't and know. Is anyone watching American Idol? Should I be saying that? Well, it isn't on. But still. Yeah, I didn't watch it once. No. Nope. She was very annoying. Um, Lionel, they made fun of him like he was grandpa, you know, Sam in the corner. Right. They really did. Oh, and Luke Bryan is oatmeal. Right. Snooze they, fest. Snooze. So I don't know if the three of them are coming back. American Idol is coming yes. back. Yes. They all signed two year contracts. Oh. But I kind of didn't think that show like really helped her or whatever. No. She was so. Um, I mean, we watched The Voice instead. Yeah. Who's this we? Well, my husband Ryan and oh, I. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know. It's one of our programs. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I was just oh, like, yeah. oh. Six years married. We're okay. celebrating six years. I yeah. love it. I love yes. it. All right. I was just wondering, yeah. who's this we speaks of? <laughs> the royal we. The royal we. we. Well, well we are a royal couple in oh. our household. Yes, <laughs> as you should be. Um, okay. So, you know, John Mayer is playing here on, um, there's a lot of concerts happening in August here in the Twin Cities. So, what is the most money you guys have ever spent to go to a show? Ooh. Because uh, there's a, a little story in USA Today that millennials are going into debt to attend music festivals. Lollapalooza is right. happening this weekend. Um, but what's the most that you would, like, what that we, you have spent? I think that Ryan spent a couple hundred bucks for us to see Bette Midler in Vegas, second row. Okay. Probably yeah. a little bit more. Probably, yep. Probably yeah. a little okay, bit more. Okay, that's good. Again, I don't Holly? know. Oh, gosh. I think way back in the day when I was in high school, I went to X-Fest. Yes. Down, remember the Hard yes. Rock like Festival? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember going to that. I'm sure I spent over $100. I spent like 150 going to Paul McCartney. Yeah. And I even had trepidation this week. I had an opportunity to go to Tame Impala over oh, at Surly. Yeah, that was sold out. It was sold out, but it was like 70 or 80 bucks. And that for me, I was like, mm, no, I'm not for Tame Impala. I'm not going to spend it. It allegedly was really cool, but yeah. that was even too much for me. Yeah. Like I'll spend like 50 bucks here locally right, on right. a ticket. That's about it. I think the most for me was the last when Fleetwood Mac was here. 
like was it still three all years of them? ago, all of them, oh. all four of them. And I think I think we paid like two sixty per ticket, which I was just like going, Whoa. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, but I had never seen them and I love that band and I was just like, Okay, I'll do it, but I didn't go, you know, into debt, but no. I went more into debt when I was um, you know, younger, more like um fashion. Oh, buying right. a Betsy Johnson dress and, you know, that was half my rent money or like that kind of that would be where I would make bad money decisions as a 20 something year old. I go, oh, I can eat ramen for a week. But people are going to Coachella, Lollapalooza, and Bonnaroo, and they're going into debt for that. You yeah. know what's even more? Broadway tickets. True. We're going to New York soon and those are some pretty pennies. Yeah. Or even if you pay tickets to go see Hamilton when that comes. That is massively expensive. Yeah, it and, is. I don't know how much, uh, like, I'm trying to remember what our Bonnaroo tickets were. I guess they were like $500 or $400 for a four-day pass per person. Did that include camping? No. There you go. I yeah. mean, that's easily a nice $1,000. Yes. Oh. Write it off. And you got to get there. And you got to get, I will say the uh, New Orleans Jazz Fest is a $70 per day. Which is That's pretty reasonable, bad. but the thing that gets people if they want to go to that festival is the hotel prices. Mm. You know, they just they are sky high over Jazz Fest. Like even for a dump, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars, and then all the ticket fees. I mean, that is obscene too. If we're going to talk about pricing, half the tickets, like the dumb ticket fee. Yeah, we can't even. People probably don't even count those now. We're just going. Oh, damn it! Damn it! Uh, Forty bucks on fees. What for shows one you, ticket? For one ticket. Oh, at least. What uh what show are you sh- what shows are you seeing coming up? Going uh, to the I, I, no, Post Malone? I might no Jonas Brothers. No. 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 I am only I'm only focused on the sh- the, the shows right now. I have tickets to Paul. Those are all state fair related. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm T B D maybe on John Mayer on Monday night. Might go. Might go? Might go. Might go. Yes. Yeah, I can see if I can talk Julia into it when she she well, gets back. Good luck with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> good All luck right. with that. <laughs> All right, listen. When we come back, uh, it is uh, we're going to do a little hooray for Hollywood. It is a Friday. If you're wondering, uh, featuring churches, which saw them at the Basilica Black Party, they were so fun, super fun. They were really, yeah, that was great, great energy. Okay, so Paul, it's yeah, Friday. We got some new movies. We in got theaters. some movies. What what, we, what what are we talking about? The new, the big new one this weekend is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Those people were everywhere this week. Oh, of course. Idris, Vanessa Kirby. They know how to promote a yeah. movie. So if you are kind of like, what is he just, ta- what is he talking about? This is a spinoff for the France and for Fast and Furious franchise. We've seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson and uh, Jason Statham in the movies before. They are rivals, but now they're pitted to work together to track down this super virus in London before Idris Elba's character gets his hands on it. He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He's part human, part kind of machine, terminator is. Part human, part wait, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on. What? Where did cyborgs enter the Fast and Furious well, franchise exactly. situation? I mean, that's kind of what I, you know, <laughs> is that I what like, you said? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, why is it, why are we making him part machine? Because he's got a couple lives in this movie. Yeah. But, you know, if you like those movies, it definitely feels like that. Well, taking it in a new direction, it's kind of Mission Impossible, kind of Terminator-like. And The Rock knows what his audiences love. He makes fun of his eyebrow twitch, the pec muscle, the Samoan culture is very much a part of this movie. And the action, the stunts, 
over the top, ridiculous. Yeah. Just to How's the Vanessa extreme. Kirby? She's Pr- great. Uh, Princess Margaret. From the crown, yeah. She really can hold her own in these action scenes. You see her flipping up all around and she's hanging on tight under this Jeep that's f- whipping through a building that's on fire. I mean, she's. I appreciated what yeah. she was doing in this. So you like this movie? I did. Three, yeah. it's, three out of five ticket stops. It's way too long. Two hours, 15 minutes. Mm. So just know that going in. I was yeah. like, let's, let this How did you be. feel about two hours and 45 minutes of Once Upon a well, Time in Hollywood? I don't Hollywood? mind that because it's Quentin Tarantino and yeah. there's a lot going on in that okay. movie. And it's, yes, slower pace. Right. But when you have Leo, you've got Brad, you've got Sharon Tate, Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. There's always something to watch. The music is on How many ticket subs did that Four one get? Four out of five. Four I'd five. almost maybe make rank it more because I've been. it's really sat with me. It has. Shirtless Brad Pitt in it. Have you seen the pictures? We did the side-by-side oh. yesterday of him when we first fell in love with him in Thelma and Louise right. when he took off his shirt. Mm. And he's really good in it, too. Like, he knows his place. He's sitting in the back. Yeah. Like, he's great. Do you think the buzz about... Uh, Leo or Brad for Oscar? I mean, if they're going to do will it, will the movies, will the Academy, will there be nominations oh, going back to summer movies for sure? Because I think that they'll go and re-promote this or an Oscar yeah. season. They'll get up, they'll send out their screeners. Yeah, I'll right. get a screener and a screenplay for sure. They'll put Leo for best actor. I think Brad for supporting. I think Margot for supporting actress. Okay. They're going to pump Leo for sure for this. Yeah. All right. What? What? And nothing else is opening. No. The Jeff Goldblum. What was he promoting? Oh, all week? um, yeah. It's called The Mountain. I have not seen it yet, but it's him and uh, Nick Robinson, I believe. It got a very strange review in the Star Tribune today, the just c- like did it, uh, um, Jeff Strickler, maybe, no, maybe, maybe, or Chris, or thought, Chris maybe. Hewitt. But it was just like, well, this isn't for everybody. Oh, and I so. would say that too about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have to love your Quentin Tarantino or know and love that era of Hollywood. Okay. Because it's a slower pace. Mm-hmm. There are times where I was like, where's this going? Yeah. But I still liked it. Yeah, no, I... Yeah. I it's different Holly for Quentin, and I, I ho- I'm hoping to see I it this weekend. See it yeah, this weekend. Yeah. But what from watching the trailer and listening to people review the movie, it seems like I would categorize this as a vibe movie. Meaning that I'm not watching it for the dynamic plot. I just want to be where the characters are. Would yes. that be true? Yes. You will be in Hollywood 1969. You will get caught up and like, oh, there's Steve McQueen. Oh, there's Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in these parties and at the Playboy Mansion and you're mm-hmm. right there again. And Quentin really makes that so important to this movie. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I wish he would have been on screen longer. Oh, Al Pacino, here you are. But oh, now you're gone again. Like, you know, it's very much about Leo and Brad. Yes. Revisionist and so history. then you just have different characters coming in. Did did yeah. you um, like... Um, Damien um, Lewis, Lewis as, as his Steve blink McQueen. and you miss it yeah Steve McQueen. I did and who I also really loved Mike Moe as Bruce Lee and he's from Minnesota he grew up in Woodbury and auditioned for it and got it and he, yeah he's great Carol Evan did a story on him Bruce Lee's daughter is Not, very upset about the portrayal of her father because she said that is exactly the kind of crap he had to go through and I'm frustrated that she feels bad about it and I get that she can have those feelings but for me I saw his portrayal and I was like, I want to watch more Bruce Lee movies. All right, well, maybe you know, like that'll it, be the I think thing it that'll happen. inspires people to then check out who these figures were that maybe they have no idea who yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and she wrote something and she, like, very much, we talked about the other day, very much got the, I understood where he was coming from, yes. but she's his daughter. And then I guess people were laughing and that hurt her feelings because. There's some some scene where people are laughing at him. I mean, he and Brad's character get into a, a tussle, if you will. Yes, we've seen the trailer. That's in the that, trailer. That's the scene. That's yeah. his only scene. All right. So. Uh, how about um, um, 
There's Were you a, a fan of The Lion King? Oh, I loved it. You did. Okay, and I've been very that's critical. Very split on, yes. the, on the critics. That's and like that, a 53%. That saddens me. Like, I get it. I'm critical of these Disney remakes. But what I loved about it is they keep it simple. They keep it just what that animated movie was and find that Disney magic and tell that story of Simba and his dad. And I think that some of these other critics are taking... Uh, taking it out on just Disney as a whole. And mm-hmm. why are they redoing this? Why are they just cashing in instead of creating new stories? So it's like, I get that criticism, but there's worse Disney remakes out there, a.k.a. Aladdin, that they could have thrown this on. But oh, I you didn't the... like the Aladdin remake no, with Will Smith? No. That was bad. Oh, it was? I, did, I thought Will was boring. I didn't think he played around with it as much. I think they changed too much of the music. I think the music they added for it did not feel like Aladdin. My mom told me at The Lion King, showing that she went to in Seattle, that little kids were crying. It, well, it's emotional. That, I no, mean, but it's... they were crying over the lions fighting because the real lions fighting is scarier than cartoon lions. Right. It, so yeah. she was like, kind of like, like maybe um, if you're, you got to know your kid's age. Yes, that's and important. What they, she said, because it's so realistic. It's so realistic looking. And that is what's crazy about it. Like you feel like you're watching a documentary, but then you've got Donald Glover and Beyonce's voice coming. And Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are I, they, hysterical. They steal the movie. Steal the whole movie. And I love the music in it. I, it just kind of, it was the Disney magic that I wanted right. out of it. Seen it twice. Loved it. Holly Four and a half out of five ticket stubs. Will not be seen a movie. Yes. Paul, that, I and trust that's okay. Your that expert is, review on the Lion King. Because I'm totally of the opinion that why even bother making this? You could have made a really cool cast recording. New right. vital music of the Lion King soundtrack. Put Beyonce, Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, re release the music. The animated. Right. I get then, it. With yeah. the lions and the and things. That, I don't okay. need it. Well, and then apparently the animators from the original Lion King are talking to the Huffington Post and not giving their names. And they're not happy and they with are it either. Dragging this new Lion King saying, Why are you doing this Disney? Well, they're just being honest and saying it's a cash grab. Yeah. yeah. And they're making a lot of money for it. Mm-hmm. I think the top ten films of the year this year are all Disney, whether oh. it's Disney or Marvel. Wow. It's crazy. And then we've got a new Star Wars coming at the end of the year. Making oh, yeah. even more money for Disney. Oh my gosh! Anything else out in the theater that you like, or well, that's um, streaming tr- that you like? Well, there's that- a new one on D- uh, DVD and Blu-ray this week mm-hmm. called Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlie oh, Theron. Theron. I and wanted to see this when it came watch out. Watch it. It is so worth it. You may be thinking, oh, it looks like a dumb comedy, but it's actually very smart. And she is the Secretary of State. She wants to be president. So she hires him to kind of beef up her personality and her humor. And she used to actually be his babysitter when they were kids. So, of course, they fall in love. Well, we don't get very many rom-coms. And so. it's funny and it's smart. And you do believe them as a couple. Like, they have great chemistry together. And Charlize hysterical she's not um five inches taller that she's a I mean, tower over him do they do movie magic they to do make movie it? magic okay. yeah no she's i mean she's gorgeous i think that if people give this a chance i think they'll really dig it yeah yeah i still want to see the olivia wilde books oh my gosh that's one of the best movies that. of the summer too. i know I did you see it no. and it is oh. still playing at a couple theaters locally i'm and gonna look up the it, riverview it, right now to yeah. see what's there i think uh it's at the review 4 30 okay and it is coming i think it's on demand maybe at the end of the month and late nights also at the review and if you haven't seen late night that's emma thompson and mindy kaling as a late night talk show going under Brilliant. Okay. Loved it. All right. We we're, we we got to go to the Riverview, Holly, after we see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. We've got our marching orders. Yes, we do. do. All yes. right. Listen, uh, when we come back, uh, we got some news about Patrick Swayze. Uh, kind of cool news. It'll be great.